Hey everyone, this is the very first episode of Let's Get For Real, a podcast all about cats and dogs and what they mean to us. I'm Susan Michaels, the creator of the two biggest events in the world celebrating pets and pop culture, CatCon and Cat Art Show. In terms of my own personal fur babies, I have two at the moment. I have a cat and a dog. My cat's name is Miss Kitty Pretty Girl, and she's a Maine Coon and about 15. And my doggy's name is Buddy. He's four, and he is a mini poodle, cocker, terrier mix, according to his doggy DNA. Special thanks go to our good friends at World's Best Cat Litter, the number one natural cat litter made from whole kernel corn. In addition to sponsoring this episode, World's Best has pledged to donate one pound of cat litter to various shelters across the U.S. in their Give Litter program for every single stream of this episode up to one million pounds. So remember, share this podcast with your friends everywhere because every listen will benefit cats in need. I am coming to you from Northern California. I live in Los Angeles, but about a month ago with the coronavirus hitting sort of full speed, I decided to go to Northern California where my family lives. And so I put my dog and my cat in the car and proceeded to drive up to Northern California seven hours. And all along the way, it was sort of the canine feline equivalent to, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? But along the way, I decided with my producers by phone that we would accelerate the start of Let's Get For Real. Originally, we were going to start in the summer. And on that drive, listening to the news, I thought, God, we should really do this episode about the comfort of animals in times of crisis because they may not fully understand what we're going through right now. But I know when I'm happy, when I'm sad, my animals are right by my side or in my lap or sitting on me or on my shoulder. So I thought, who could we talk to? There was one person in particular that I knew was the go-to, and that was Dr. Marty Becker. So Dr. Marty Becker is a world-famous vet. He's been around as a veterinarian for 40 years. He was on Good Morning America. He became known as America's Vet during his time there. And he's written a bunch of books about our animals and what they mean to us and how we can help them. He's also the founder of Fear Free. And Fear Free is this amazing online platform that helps to educate people like us on how to look after our pets' physical and mental well-being. Um, and I, I can't think of anything more important right now. There are little snuggle bugs. They're really helpful. You may even hear my dog snoring in the background because he is at my feet. And so without further ado, here is my conversation with Dr. Marty Becker. How are you? Oh my gosh blessed still. You know what? This isn't the end of the world. It may seem like it at times. I know we had a, a couple of weeks back, had a week. It started like any other, ended like nobody can imagine. And you see a fine line between panic and pandemic, uh, or I should say prudence and pandemic. But you know what? I'm here with the love of my life, my wife. I'm here with our beloved pets, our dogs and our cats and our horses. And I think it's times like this when you you appreciate the things that are certain. It may be your faith, it may be your family, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, but certainly above anything else, the pets. And you know what? They use their tongue as toilet paper. We're not even at risk of our butt fodder being used. (laughs) (laughs) 
Where are you exactly? Do you want to I live in, I live up in the, what's called the Idaho Panhandle. It's the only state surrounded by six states in a foreign country. We're the only county that touches two states in a foreign country. So I'm at the very top of what's called the Panhandle, the stovepipe. And that part's about 75 miles straight up and 45 miles across. It's a big rectangle. So I live, if I'm standing on our deck, looking down the throat of this glacial river valley. Uh, by the way, The Revenant, the river scenes were filmed only about 20 miles from my house. So if you saw the wow. movie The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio, that's how pretty it is. But it's 15 miles to Montana, 30 miles to Washington State, and seven miles to Canada behind us. Wow, that sounds amazing. Absolutely beautiful. I wanted to start this interview by saying thank you so much for participating with what is our first episode. You know, our, our team decided that this was really important to talk about right now what animals can do for us in this, in this time of crisis. You know, we're in the middle of an unprecedented time in history and, and animals certainly don't understand the gravity of the situation, nor are they constantly sort of refreshing the Johns Hopkins coronavirus resource map every two minutes like us. But, you know, I wanted to ask you, what exactly do they understand in times like this? What can they read from us? You know, as a veterinarian, we learn virology and we learn epidemiology. Most people don't know that your federal meat inspectors are veterinarians. And when you have army bases around the globe, the people that do food safety and endemic safety for pandemics and viral outbreaks are veterinarians, they're not doctors. So we have an, an exquisite education on virology and epidemiology and things. And for those people out there that had dogs back in 1980, there was a parvo epidemic and it affected dogs, but it swept across the entire country. And there were actually neighborhoods where every dog died. Guess what? They didn't have immunity. They'd never seen parvovirus before. And now it's very rare because we have vaccines for it and uh, the dog population developed an immunity. So back when people were, depends on where your news choice is, but some of my friends, my dear friends were, oh, this is like the flu and oh, this. And I said, uh-uh, it is absolutely not got to protect yourself. But, you know, people are scared. Uh, my mother-in-law is 95 years old, and she asked me today, would you tell uh, Mikkel, who's her great-granddaughter, not to come home? She loves her dearly, but is afraid of it. And yesterday, we went for a drive. They live in a little town called Bonners Ferry that sits right on the river, and we're about 17 miles away. And when they took them around, Valdi uh, was pretty anxious because she'd had a stroke about a week ago. She's 95 years old, tougher than nails. But that dog could sense the fact that, that she was struggling. And that's one of the things I think is really neat right now is they notice something's up. They always notice, you know, one of the books I wrote is called The Healing Power of Pets. And it doesn't matter if you have a bad hair day or a no hair day from work, you're laid off work, you're... Mm -hmm have a terminal illness or you just got the flu or you're stressed at work, they so pick up on that. And so they get more stressed too. So you're more stressed, they're more stressed. And I think for both of us, we have to look at what we can do for our emotional well-being. Yeah, I, I, you know, we're in this sort of social recession. You know, we've been told to, to isolate and social distance and, and sort of stay in. And these you know, they can be sort of lonely times and, and we don't know for how long. Um, can animals, to your point, you know, they pick up on that. But 
how much of that can they pick up on and, and, and what are they picking up on? I mean, can they smell it? Can they sense it? There's my, by the way, there's my uh, 16 pound doorbell right there, by the way. So America's <laughs> veterinarian is not America's trainer. You guys, uh, you, you know, he, well, here's what I wrote another book and I'm not trying to plug books, but I'm just trying to tell you why this works. I worked on a book called fitness unleashed with a Dr. Robert Kushner, a famed weight loss expert from Northwestern university. And he'd done a study where people were much more successful losing weight with their pets than they were losing weights with other people. So uh, most people have had a group where, you know, a work group or a church group or a neighborhood group or a, a family group, and they all start walking together. And then it always peters out. Somebody's sick. Somebody's got a deadline at work. Somebody's got a soccer game. Somebody's got a vacation. Pretty soon there's no group anymore. Somebody's procrastinating. Yeah. Well, with dogs, there's never a better offer comes along, you know? They'll make your life a living hell to get off the floor and out the door, which is also really good right now as part of what you do to get out in the house to walk your pet. But we actually would do studies and tell people, you get up the, the same way from the chair every time, whether you're going to the bathroom, you're going down to the kitchen to maybe get a snack, or you're going outside to walk your dog. Try to do it the same way every time. And without fail, those dogs know when you're going for a walk. So you have to think about them. I, I work at home. I have a dogs and cats, and they a lot of the time they sit here and study me. You know, they're in this chair beside me. They're up on the counter. They're watching me, watching me, watching me. So they have a tune to know when you're stressed, when you're feeling fear, anxiety, and stress. They pick up on it so well. You can't, you, you just literally can't hide it from them, and that's a good thing. And you don't have to worry about hiding it from them that you shouldn't. You can be your authentic self at home. And the great thing about pets is when we started work on the healing power of pets, you might think of a, uh, like it's a parasitic relationship, like we're a giant tick sucking the life force out of this cat or dog, or we're like, they're like a maple tree and we tap into them and suck all this soul sap out of them. And they get exactly the same biochemical uh, spa treatment than we do. So when you're, you know, you're now home, you're working at your computer, your cat's in your lap, your dog's in the chair beside you, and you're petting them. Long as you have physical contact, within about three minutes, you get this massive release of three hormones. Uh, first one is oxytocin, the hug hormone. Second one is prolactin, and that's the one when the mother nurses a baby. And the third one is phenylethylamine, that active ingredient in chocolate. So nobody can see me on this podcast, but let me tell you, I'm 65 years old. I got too much scalp for the amount of hair. Uh, my eyes look like coin slots in a vending machine, but they so watch us and know us. And so I, when I'm petting that dog, here's what I'm getting at. It's like a mother nursing a baby eating a chocolate bar. Doesn't matter <laughs> if you look like me, that's what you get. So both, all of us get it. It's, it's, there's a reason there hasn't been another domesticated species in 5,000 years, and only dogs and cats have really broken down the barriers of our homes in mass. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about them being unconditional and living in the moment. I mean, I have had many moments, not just due to this circumstance, but many other moments where I am in tears, I'm upset, and my, I have a cat and a dog. Um, my dog is Buddy and my cat is Miss Kitty Pretty Girl. I know that's a mouthful, but that's her full name. And um, 
they they are there with me through thick and thin. If I'm in my jammies and I haven't taken a shower, they don't give a shit. They don't care. They are there for me uh, no no matter what. Um, you know, is there anything we should be hiding from our pets? With pets, it's, I mean, it's, it's as certain as death and taxes, man. It, it's the most amazing thing when, you know, you'll come in, I'll be outside and come back in and I'm, I'm greeted like the second coming of Christ. I come in from the other room and I'm like, uh, you know, dog Juan instead of Don Juan. They just love you. So you're not going to do any harm. But I think the great thing actually is that we can draw closer to our pets than we ever have before. And here's what I mean by this. What I would love every listener to this podcast to do is when you're with your pets, I want you to get your mobile phone out and set the timer, uh, you know, the stopwatch. And I want you to count the number of respirations your cat or dog has for a minute. And then I want you to feel their chest, uh, you know, feel their heartbeat, or you can feel inside their groin and feel that femoral artery that goes down right inside the groin back there. And I want you to put down your pet's resting heart rate. And the reason is nobody knows that stuff. And there's going to be a time in the future when you think your pet is sick and will say, have you noticed a breathing any faster? Well, you can say, I don't know. I think so. Well, you'll be able to look in your phone and count it and tell if they have a, a, a higher. That's going to help you at some point. Two, you may have put off conditioning or counter conditioning your pet to have certain things done, to be brushed out, to have their nails trimmed, to be able to handle their ears uh, for ear medication. Now is the perfect time to do that. And the same thing can be for giving baths or, or teaching pets new tricks. You've got a lot of time right now. And do enrichment activities. And now's the perfect time to feed your, your cats, feed your dogs differently. Uh, we just took a, a Amazon box a couple days ago and cut some holes in the top. So, and we literally played whack-a-mole with our dog with a, uh, you know, how we used a turkey hot dog and I got down the floor and kept sticking the turkey hot dog up through the holes and the dog would see it and try to bite it. It'd get a little tiny piece of it and then not get it. And oh, what fun we had. And then we did the with thing with another box with our cat where we put little food inside and places they could go inside and normally wouldn't have taken the time to do that. So they're actually enjoying that part. Are you hearing from pet owners right now? Are you hearing people concerned? I know that there's a lot of stuff out there saying you can get coronavirus from your pet or that these dogs have tested positive for coronavirus. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, you have, you have literally zero risk. I mean, you know, I was on the Dr. Oz show for eight years and everything could kill you on the Dr. Oz show, you know, you, yeah, you know, you, ha you happen to touch the cup holder in your car. Oh my God, staphylococcus infection. And, and I always try to talk about stuff that I know is a risk. And with pets, you got to minimize the risk, but keep the pet. There's literally, it's so negligible. It's not even worth talking about. Uh, there's the same thing like when we have MRSA, you know, there is MRSA in cats, but you know where MRSA comes from? MRSA comes from people that give it to I don't cats. know what MRSA is. MRSA is that, that uh, staph uh, methicillin resistant staphylococcus. That's that crazy staph infection that's not, it's not 
uh, treatable by very many antibiotics. Well, they've had these outbreaks of MRSA in communities. And so CDC tracked them and they thought, okay, it must be coming from elementary schools or preschools. It must be coming from soccer leagues or places where there's athletic equipment, or it might be coming from the, the, the gymnasiums where people are working out. When they actually found, found out where it's coming from, the reservoir was cats, but the cats were getting it from people. The people had the methicillin-resistant staph aureus that came there, and then they would give it to cats. And so it, that in itself would be a thousand times more risk than there would be from COVID virus. You're just not going to get it. That's not a worry. Even if somebody had COVID and touched your pet, and then you touched your pet, there's a negligible chance you're going to get it or somebody else touched. It just doesn't happen. And, and just like just like what happens, you know, measles in children and distemper in dogs is the same virus, but two different species. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because, um, not again, not just because you're a great friend and uh, a great person just in general, but you're also the founder of, of Fear Free. Could you maybe talk a little bit about um, about Fear Free and why you started it and, and how it's so important maybe right now, or, or I should say right meow, for, <laughs> I know, I don't really have a lot of dog puns, but I'll come up with some. But I love but, that. Oh, gosh. But, but why it's really important and, and what we can share with people to, to educate them um, to, to keep our four-legged friends the best that they can be now and forever. Basically what Fear Free is, for those people that have taken a pet to the vet, let's go a dog first. Most time you take a dog to the vet and it absolutely thinks it's going to die because everything in its life has been negative there. All dogs and cats are the equivalent of a one-year-old child, human child. So a one-year-old human child is taken against its will for health care or hell care, let's call it, and they have no idea why any procedure benefits them. Why would a vaccine benefit me? Why would ear tubes benefit? Why would looking at my sore gum benefit me or fixing a wound? And they can't anticipate or expect the relief of pain or stress, even if it's moments away. So adult gets a flu vaccine at the pharmacy. We know it's gonna hurt, but why it's helping us, we know it's gonna hurt for like 30 seconds and then it's done. Well, a pet, a one-year-old child don't know that. So they're scared. So they you arrive at the clinic, you drag the dog into the hospital, it gets through with all these procedures, and then it drags you out of there at warp speeds, like it's on the Iditarod Trail delivering life-saving diphtheria vaccine to Nome during the, the epidemic. Cats are in this carrier. They come walking in, you're swinging that thing like the pirate ride at Six Flags. You bounce through two doors, you go check in, you go in, sit down, and wait in reception area, and there's all these strange people and all these strange dogs and all these strange smells. And by the way, if you can smell bleach, your dog or cat is nose blind within 60 seconds. So here's animals that for olfactory cues, smells are their primary way of knowing their environment and they can't smell for seven days now. So in Fear Free, what we've done for, for years, uh, fearfreepets.com is where you find a fear-free veterinary and a fear-free groomer, fear-free trainer, is we have people come and they they go to the parking lot and then they check in and go back out and wait in their vehicle. And they don't go inside until it's their turn to be seen. So the waiting room is your own vehicle. 
and now I, 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 I got to interrupt you because when you said the smells, all I can think of is that kid and Jerry Maguire, where he said, you know, dogs can smell fear. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. They, and they, they absolutely can. We absolutely know that they can smell fear and they smell, there's actually studies out now. They can smell anxiety and they can also smell happy and calm literally through a screen without visit they know if somebody's happy or calm or has fear anxiety and stress they're like a canine mood ring hey there you got thought about that for a long time <laughs> i used to have a fr i used to have a friend i used to tell her that she took six mood rings back because thought they're all defective because she never changed you know the her color happy, yeah her happy face her sad face, everything was exactly the same so oh my god we thought her mood rings were defective god mm. i hadn't thought about that in a long time maybe she was defective <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably right. So anyway. this, this thing with, with dogs and, and cats, we, we've done such a good job of, we call it taking the pet out of petrified, putting the treat into treatment, but we realized we had to have them be happy and calm at home. So we created fearfreehappyhomes.com. It's free to all, uh, all pet guardians, pet parents. There's no charge for it. But it's exactly what's needed right now because it's, it's, you know, if your cat has diarrhea or your dog has a skin infection uh, or they're barfing, this is not the place to go. There's lots of places to get medical information, but there's, we're the only place really anywhere to get stuff on the emotional well-being of your, your companion animals. And there's a lot of stuff in there on enrichment. There's nothing you could find, noise phobias, separation anxiety, inappropriate elimination, inner cat aggression, all that stuff is in Fear Free Happy Homes and it's complimentary. To that point, a couple of years ago, I had a dog that passed away, Olive, and, and my cat didn't really dig Olive so much. She was sort of like the little brother that she punched in the arm all the time. But when Olive passed away, she started peeing outside the litter box and I didn't know what to do. So I went online and I started to look everywhere and I eventually found out that it was because she was grieving because of the dog and eventually she stopped. But as soon as all this stuff started going down with the coronavirus, she started doing it again. You know, isn't that amazing? I mean, that shows you there's your, there's your barometer. You may be thinking, thinking you're doing just fine and you're handling it, but they, they just plain know. And now, you know, I always think of this, you know, do you ever feel like we've given pets the time we can share and the love we can spare and they've in turn given us their absolute all that maybe this is a time we can return a portion of what they've given us because we're in their debt. What do so, you think about the simplicity of, of animals? This is, we're at a time when the world is going to shift we are going to be in a new reality. What do you think are some of the most basic things that we can learn from our animal friends to take into our everyday life? Have you ever noticed how they stretch when they get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> Every morning. Yeah, and we don't? No, <laughs> I don't. My wife doesn't. My wife, my wife and I, she's an exercise nut. And I've got uh, the no exercise gut, but she, uh, we don't, we don't uh, stretch, but one of the, it, literally you could start in the morning with the way they stretch every single morning. You're, I know your cats do. I know uh, the dogs do. They do that whole thing. They do that kind of thing like a play bow, you know, and then they stretch out their back legs. 
and the joys that they get are amazing. I was watching our cat today, Tally. The tree swallows have come back. They migrate from Mexico every year up here. Pretty soon the, the mountain bluebirds, the state bird of Idaho is back. They're a little fluorescent blue. And she sits on this cat tower, gets to look out this window and these patio lights and this railing attract a lot of birds. And she's so happy watching that. You know, her tail's moving like one of those old cat clocks, you know, <laughs> and uh, to watch her, what an enrichment activity for her, right? And then my wife is constantly uh, playing with her with uh, uh, feather toys and doing exercise with her. So I think, for, I think for us, and I, and I can honestly say this for myself, I'm going to use this time to get back into shape to, you know, I've got time to walk and do things like that. But I, I think for people, you're going to find so many things that are that were not necessary, and the simplicity that the pets have, I think, is just 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 exquisite. And that I think more so is that unconditional love, that limitless affection, and that to die for loyalty. And you laugh every day, every single day. Our pets do something that make us smile or laugh every day. Yeah, I think um, there's a real simplification and streamlining that is to be had. And I think there's also a level of mindfulness that can be found here. Um, can I spend more time walking my dog? Can I spend more time petting my cat and, and really being in that moment? This is a huge, you know, opportunity for us to, I think, reflect as not just an in, as individuals, but as a nation, as a, as a, as a world. Don't you think? You know, absolutely. Uh, I like the way you described that. These pets, if you thought you loved them before COVID-19, you are really going to love them now. Because yeah. you see when, when everything else is stripped away and you're sheltering in place or you're staying at home or whatever you want to call it, and you get a chance to watch these pets for 24 hours a day or to be with them, and you see when everything else is messed up, I just, it's just amazing. I mean, to come in yesterday, I was out doing some work in the yard and I came in and the, the little dog cutie pie that we have, he would not leave the back door. He's so close to me. So Teresa was upstairs watching Chopped on TV or something and having a snack. And even at that, he stayed by the back door for me. Do you know how much that, that makes me feel like? And her cat, Tally, just was, won't let her out of her sight. She's everywhere following her around and just loving her and purring and kneading her feet. And, and uh, just my Teresa's just smiles so white she could eat a banana sideways. I mean, literally, I'm falling in love all over again with these pets that I didn't think I could love anymore. They're, they're running around singing the Friends theme, I'll be there for you, right? That's <laughs> yes. constantly, that's like their mantra. Yes, yes. I, I, I want to talk to you about the fact that, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of articles out now about going back to the, the isolation and the potential loneliness that people face that, you know, people could be by themselves. You know, they don't have the luxury of family that, you know, you and I have a, at the moment. And there's a lot of articles out there about fostering and the benefits of fostering. And, and I want to talk a little bit about you know, the shelters are really overburdened and to encourage people not to surrender their animals because they think that they could get the virus from the animals, but instead turn around and 
and this is the time to foster. You bet. Well, first of all, I'm on the, I'm on five national boards, including American Humane, and I'm on the boards of five local shelters. So three of these local five shelters of the three local ones are what I would call coin operated. You know, you do a little fundraiser, somebody gives you a gift and you can operate for another two weeks. And uh, another one is just a wash in cash and another one's kind of in between, but that doesn't affect anything with these people having to, you know, shut down adoptions because the pets still keep coming and also the people to take care of them. And the great thing we're going to, we're going to, uh, do the same thing too. We're going to foster one, which will end up being a foster failure like every other one we've done is. But I don't even know why I call it fostering because it's going to be adopting. But if you, if you don't have a pet, I'll tell you one thing about a single pet, by the way. Let me speak to the people that have single pets. There are studies out that if you have a pet buddy for your dog, they live longer and they are sick less often. When they are hospitalized, they come home from the hospital sooner. So there's data from the world's largest chain of veterinary hospitals. And uh, so a pet buddy, you know, I, I, as much as I love this dog, I can't get down there, you know, and smell a, a squirrel that walked across the ground 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and I can't decipher the neighborhood barking. Well, you might be able to get down there once you do your exercise that you say you're going to put into place. That's true, but I still don't want to greet them the same way they greet each other, Susan. That's I haven't true. gone that far yet. No. Uh, but, but you know what I mean? There's, there's a, they, they, a pet buddy, they share a whole experience, this whole world that we can't share with them. So you're not betraying your pet by getting another one. You're benefiting your pet by getting another one. And it's a little different with cats. You know, it's, it takes a little, uh, a little bit different way to integrate to integrate them. Sometimes it works really easy and sometimes not, not quite so easy. But for those of you that don't have a pet, oh my God, I love dogs and cats. And what a great thing to do is to get. So, so are you saying, are you saying you're bipetual? Ooh, good one. Yeah. Oh, I, I like it. That's one of your best ones, actually. I like I that know. one. I, I can't, I can't take credit for that. I got it from somebody else, but you know, I use it all the time. But if you, have, if you haven't had a pet or you haven't had a pet since you were younger, you are so missing out on unconditional love, limitless affection to die for loyalty. Not only are they make us feel good, they're good for us. And now in, in topsy-turvy times where everything else is messed up, you will find nothing with more certainty than the unconditional love of a pet. So make sure you check with your local shelters and, uh, you know, watch the newspapers, the news, the online, uh, online news things, and you'll find out where you can help out. Are there any um, local shelters that you'd like to mention in particular from your side? Our local shelter is a second chance animal adoption in Bonners Ferry, Idaho. And there's also Panhandle Animal Shelter in Sandpoint, Kootenai Humane Society in Coeur d'Alene, uh, Spoke Animal, like Spokane, Washington, is called Spoke Animal in, uh, in Spokane, Washington. And again, Susan, if you don't mind me plugging it, because it's nothing for financial gain, it's for the, the pet parents to gain, is go to fearfreehappyhomes.com. There's no better place I could tell you on the planet to get information you need about, about reducing fear, anxiety, and stress in both pets and people, and also enrichment activities that you can do. A lot of, a lot of DIY hacks we're working on right now. Yeah, and I wanted to also mention a couple of um, organizations. If you are interested on a national level, everybody, uh, Best Friends Animal Society, North Shore Animal League, all have cats and dogs that are available for foster right now. 
Um, so check them out. Um, Dr. Becker, I cannot, cannot, cannot thank you enough. Our love for each other as friends uh, knows no bounds. I'm really glad that I got to meet you. And thanks for, you know, shortening the time when you were going to launch this thing and let us have a voice to talk about it. But, but thanks for all you do to help these pets live happier, healthier, fuller lives. So that was our very first episode of Let's Get For Real. You can find Let's Get For Real on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and on our website, letsgetforreal.com with no apostrophe or hyphen. You can share your photos, thoughts, comments, and ask us questions too. In addition, we want to hear from you and see how you and your pets are doing. Please email us at hello at letsgetforreal.com. That's hello at letsgetfurreal.com. Any photos of you and your pets and any videos or audio files. And remember, World's Best Cat Litter is donating one pound of litter for every single stream of this episode to shelters in their Give Litter program up to one million pounds. So be sure to share it with all of your friends and support cats in need. For more information, you can go to GiveLitter.com and see how World's Best is sharing the love with shelter cats across the United States. Let's Get For Real is produced by Avishai Artsy, Roxana Dunlop, and me, Susan Michaels. Artwork by Abigail Michaels. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And most importantly, stay safe, take care of your pets, your family, and yourselves.